Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It is time for a couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situations and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it. Ah, yeah, you are invited. Ah, needing therapy. I guarantee, baby, we got it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. And we are a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, in quarantine, we talk to good friends and great comedians about love, romance, and then we answer your advice questions. And this one is no exception. This was a fun one, dear friend. You've already heard her voice. No, it's no, absolutely no exception. It is, in fact, the opposite of an exception. It is par for the course. <laughs> This next one is par for the course. It's amazing. It's our old pal, Tawny Newsome. You've heard her on the show before, but you've also seen millions of oh comedy my things. God. I was a fan. I fawned over her. He fawned. In this, because before uh, we even moved out here, I was a fan of hers. Right. From, from the pod- bajillion dollar properties yes. and, and comedy bang bang. You also know her from her podcast with our other pal, Andrew T. Yo, is this racist? Yes. Brock Meyer. Space Force on Netflix, and now, now. Just, just from last week, Naomi, just debuted. Just on, dropped. Just on dropped. CBS All Access, Star Trek Lower Decks. 
animated show about Star Trek, Tawny's voicing, giving me life, giving me representation, loving every second. I'm very excited for an animated Star Trek that won't put me to sleep. Ooh. When I was a kid, there was animated Star Trek, the original series yeah. on Sunday afternoons on Nickelodeon, I think. I yeah. would put it on, take a nap. <laughs> put it on, take a nap. I'm excited for one to be funny and exciting and voiced by awesome people like Tawny. A Star Trek? That'll make you stay woke. That's, that's That should be their tagline. Um, you guys, uh, before we get to our lovely conversation with Tawny, uh, just a reminder, you can always hit us up. Join us on Twitch. We're on Twitch every Wednesday at 2 p.m. PST, 5 p.m. EST. Sometimes with guests, sometimes just us doing bits, doing Naomi's fan favorite segment, Naomi Hates. You know I got a lot to say. You guys... Join the CTQC, the Couples Therapy Quarantine crew. It is a wonderful hour where we take a break. We have some fun. Take a late lunch if you're at work. Leave your spouse or partner or leave roommates. Your, leave your all spouse together, or partner. All together. I was going to say stop. leave them in another room and then you go watch. But also leave them all together. I don't know. Don't, don't listen to me. Why would I ever say that? I want you to be happy. Um, the point is. Yes. Go to twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod. Again, 2 p.m. PST, 5 p.m. EST on every Wednesday. Wednesday. We're streaming. Also. Uh, as we are doing uh, in quarantine, every episode now is a, well, almost every episode is an advice episode. Yes. And if you would like to ask your own advice questions, you can do it. You can DM us on Twitter or Instagram. You can also, and this is our preferred. We love it. This is our preferred. You better. We love hearing your voice. Uh, call us and leave a voicemail at 323-524-7839. Ask and you know what? It used to be just romance questions, right. relationship questions. Now, in quarantine, ask us anything. Truly. You, and and on we it, will answer. Anything will answer it. You know, you know I have thoughts. Also, it doesn't even have to be a question. Oh. Honey, sometimes you can just call us up and you can leave an accusation. As, uh, as, as, as listener Ryan just did. Here, listen. Andrew, Naomi, it's Ryan from Dallas. Um, I just wanted to give y'all a quick call because I actually have an accusation. Uh, so through this pandemic, one of the things I've held dear has been this podcast. And so typically I try to space out the episodes so I don't burn through them and realize I have nothing left to look forward to in life. So early last month, I was listening to the episode where y'all talk about the roach in your kitchen um, that you experienced and then defeated. And I just laughed and laughed because, you know, y'all are excellent storytellers. Um, but I also definitely took notice of Naomi's recommendation of the Ben and Jerry's milk and cookies ice cream. Now, I am a Ben and Jerry's fan because they have been about Black Lives Matter and allyship and kind of putting their money um, towards causes they believe in for quite some time. So I do splurge and buy their ice cream, but I have never had the milk and cookies varietal. So because I'm still avoiding stores, I added the milk and cookies ice cream to my Amazon Fresh Cart and couldn't wait to dig in, so cut to Juneteenth. I'm wearing my Beyonce t-shirt while listening to an episode of Couples Therapy. I'm headed to the kitchen to get my ice cream. Then I get a notification that Beyonce dropped a new song called Black Parade. So I'm all excited. I hit play. Of course, it's a cultural bop. I'm in the best possible mood, ready for my ice cream. And what do I see crawling on my kitchen floor? A roach. Now, I have lived in my house for two years, and I have never seen a roach, and I actually spray inside and outside every three months to avoid these situations, so I was horrified. So I don't know if I'm accusing y'all as being responsible for this atrocity or Ben or Jerry, 
but I just feel like it's my civic duty to warn other couple therapy listeners, shout out to the QTQC, um, about the curse of the Ben and Jerry's Book and Cookies ice cream and how it might summon a roach. So y'all been warned. Okay, love y'all. Bye. Okay, wow. Okay, wow. <laughs> Ryan came through with a very, that's a strong stance. I will, I do not believe we are culpable. It's okay. very witchy. That's that's the witchy. It's a witchy connection. It's a witchy, it's a witchy connection. connection. But you see, Ryan called us with that. We listened to it. We put it on the show. So the point is, give us whatever you got. Okay? Three two three five two four seven eight three nine. We are in a dialogue. We're a community. This is a friendship. <laughs> that's true. Hey, we are building a community. We're gonna eventually move to Guyana and start our own commune. Oh, good God. No, Andy, not that one. <laughs> Why don't we just get to Tawny? Oh, yeah, this is great. Roll it. Tawny. Hello. How are you? Well, I know how you are because we. this is uh, the second time we've asked you how you are. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go. But now it's for content. Exactly. Exactly. That- how does that change your answer? You know? Um, now I say I'm good. I'm thriving. I'm so fortunate. I'm so lucky. <laughs> Shout out to our first responders and healthcare workers. That's what you have to say. Always. So that you don't sound, inc- so you don't sound like an asshole yeah. when the world is bad and you feel like personally you're doing kind of okay. Yeah. For the listeners, you have to do. uh, when you said that you put on a, um, a white influencer, um, uh, kind of screen right, over you. right 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 she's got like a, yeah, ad, yeah. a link to tummy tea um <laughs> at the bottom uh-huh. <laughs> that's what she's for responders yeah i'm a little different i don't do flat tummy tea i just do tummy tea uh, this is tea uh-huh. for if you have a tummy okay well that's what i'm drinking too okay that i'm drinking tummy tea uh, okay all the time okay good. um i'm so- drinking too much tummy tea Tawny, you are, you know, famously living in the desert. Um, And (laughs) I'm wondering, what is it like, you know, Andy and I are are real city mice, if you will. Um, And you had said before, you know, your closest neighbor is a mile away. You know, how often do you feel like you're in a horror movie? What is happening in the (laughs) desert when the sun goes down? Um, It's beautiful. Um, There are coyotes. I like to say, imagine all the things that scare you in the city. Yeah. But in the in the wilderness where they belong, they are happy and well fed. Like (laughs) things like coyotes. They're not coming after you. In Los Angeles, a coyote, that is a gang member. And that is a frightening (laughs) beast. In the wilderness where he lives and thrives and works and eats like they're they're sweet little pups that run around. Um, I've seen a road runner out here. It's what? Those are real? Yeah. Wait, the things that scare yes, me. they're wild. <laughs> the things that scare me in the city are cops, <laughs> other people, traffic. Uh-huh. Coyotes are uh-huh. on that list because I encountered one. And when uh-huh. I when we first got Mabel and I, I took her out for a walk, she started snarling. And I'm like, what are you snarling at? Uh, and uh, I look over and there's uh, a coyote just standing there like looking at us. And I'm like, oh, uh, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, Nothing. And I, I mean, in the city, I don't know. I don't fuck with city coyotes. I don't know what you're supposed to do with them. You're supposed to ask them if they need a ride. I don't know. <laughs> They're desperate. Like, you're right, though. Like, if a coyote has gotten yeah. to, like, our driveway, shit's gone wrong for that coyote. So, yeah, yeah that's Some why. bad things have happened. Exactly. That coyote's real mm-hmm. desperate and will do anything for a hot meal. Yeah, I would say, though, like, mm-hmm. walking down a dark driveway and just, like, seeing two glistening eyes. <laughs> fairly right. terrifying yeah i mean yeah. i'm with you I, I guess i don't see a lot of glistening eyes out here but even <laughs> if i did there's nothing out here that wants 
to harm me. Like in general, the things out here just kind of don't want me around, but I'm not invading their space because mm-hmm. I'm like one little house. There's not a bunch of houses that have displaced the local whatever population. You know, yeah. it's just like the Roadrunners deal with me. We saw a bobcat about a month okay, ago. Okay. The bobcat Tony, was just you're not selling laying me on this. down. Okay. It's not for everyone, but you know what I don't have? Now, Andy, you mentioned cops. I ain't seen one of those. The last time I saw one was when I was in Los Angeles. So there you're winning. You're let's, winning. Let's, oh, how, how scary is it out here? Let's be honest. In 2020, what's more terrifying, a bobcat or a police person? A police person. A police, police person. person. Um, Indeed. So... You know, you are someone who we, I always feel like, you know, you're very busy. You know what I mean? Like you're working, you got your projects. Are you sort of enjoying having a little downtime in the desert? You know what I mean? Or like, are you someone who's like, I need to be working on stuff. I don't know how to have this like forced downtime. Um, you know, it's, it's neither or it's both, I guess. Cause like, it's not that I don't know how to have the forced downtime. It's like, well, now that television can't film now that no one can ask me to be anywhere Mm -hmm. at 4 (laughs) a.m to come to work now i have time to do all those things that i was doing anyway okay so uh, i mean i'm i'm truly doing well trying not to sound like a a real jerk but but i'm like this has given me time to like write music and record a bunch of music this has given me time to you know, work on our house. Like my husband's just like a ranch hand out here. He just like <laughs> builds this whole house and property and and we love it because we're not like, okay, but I gotta get to Santa Monica by four AM to shoot one scene and then come back, you know? Right, right. So we're <laughs> we're okay for now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so Tawny, it's just you and your husband in the middle of the desert. Well, kind of. Wait, what's your question? And I'll, I'll say what I want to say. Uh, I, it's, uh, I mean, Naomi uh, evoked uh, the trope of horror films before, but I'm thinking more of like uh, a bottle episode, but it's your life. Uh, it's, it's you. Wait, are there other people there? Well, okay, so we have a housemate. Oh. Um, and we have a big property here. And so I don't know if you saw my little Instagram. I was building that little um, Airstream trailer out. It's actually an Avion trailer, but whatever. So we did that so that we could have a safe place for people to escape the city, but like still be socially distant because it's totally away from the house and it has its own kitchen and stuff. So we have had like my bandmates came and stayed there for like three weeks. So we've kind of been operating like a little mental health commune. (laughs) Like (laughs) everyone have some self self care, come out here, you know, like you can pitch a tent out here and like we can, we never have to interact, but like just having people to like wave to or like bring you a jug of coffee in the morning and leave it on your little doorstep is has been a way that we have felt like helpful to people just like hey we have this space that's really helped us feel safe like come here and use it in a safe way um so we're really not alone that often my mom also bought my mom's a crazy psychopath like me and like (laughs) the second this all hit she bought a an old trailer not like an old vintage one but just like one from the 90s a little rv travel trailer she redid the whole inside (laughs) hgtv nightmare insane just peel and stick tile all over the whole thing and drove it down here and parked it here for like two weeks so she comes down and just like parks on my land and then we can be distant but like it, it really has been like people have been i've been feeling like people need to escape the city so 
we try and make that available for them. I gotta go. We gotta go. I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, I just need to look at a new place. You know what I mean? Like, I need a new landscape. (laughs) Yes. Besides, like, driving every once in a while someplace else, our life for the last five months has been a three-block radius around our apartment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's very, like, I understand that. (laughs) Wait. Here's... The idea of a hippie commune, does that appeal to you? If you if if we were not uh, in the middle of uh, a pandemic or a pandemic, uh-huh. as Naomi has coined, uh, <laughs> would you is that something that like because you, you like camping? You are uh-huh. you're more of a nature person. You are yeah. a, a traveler. You built a house in the desert. You built a, a <laughs> house in the desert. Does that ap- uh-huh. does that <laughs> appeal to you like uh, a, your own like uh, Californian kibbutz? um i mean if we had better track records for them absolutely because they all seem to end in in something fucked but um nate is gonna hate me saying this on a microphone but um nate grew up in a commune for part of his childhood okay there it is there it is and his was like cute and like nothing bad happened to anyone they all pooled their money literally like every working adult cashed their paycheck and put it you know this is the late 70s early 80s and they would just put it in a jar his mom we tease his mom because she doesn't know how to cook for anything less than 35 people So she will make lasagna. So even when they didn't live in the commune anymore and it was just their family of um, five and they moved out, she would make lasagna, but they would have to eat it for a week and a half because (laughs) (laughs) the portions are too big. So that's in his blood. And then I grew up on a ranch. Um, It was just, I'm an only child. So it was the opposite of a commune, but we had a big ranch with horses and stuff. And then I moved to Chicago and became like a city person and thought like, I'm going to be a city person forever. So now I think it's just the inevitable return to our roots. Uh-huh. Like, sure. We just, we want to go back to the land. <laughs> we're, ch- we're child free. So we're like, let's surround ourselves with other adults. Yes, you know? honey. That's a good time. I just want other adults and animals. That is my Absolutely. future. Just give me all these little animal creatures and be done with it. Could you build mm-hmm. a commune? Commune. A commune. A commune. Strangely, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a strangely Henry Higgins type <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> Could you build a commune where it is just adults? You're not allowed to have children. I love it. And oh, that seems you just farm. I, I feel like I can't tell other people what to do. You know, we do kind of have a we have a no children policy out here. Like, yes. And I don't say like yes. We sound like such jerks. No, nope. nope. but really, it's because nope. it is sharp and dangerous. Yeah. There are cacti. There are rattlesnakes. I'm just like, you can't be chasing your toddler around. You're going to have a bad time, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, we have nieces and nephews who we love very much. And, um, you know, as soon as they're 16 years old, I would love them <laughs> to come visit. <laughs> sure. We love all of our, chil- our our friends' children. And full stop. Well, I really do. Yeah. No, they're like, I really love them. And I love going to their homes and seeing them in their environment. Yes. They yes. show me all their toys. I'm like, that is where a kid thrives. Right. Yes. Right, 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 yes, right. Yes. Wait, are there brown recluses out there? Probably. Mm-hmm. There are there are all over California. Maybe right? I'm a brown recluse. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> you said brown recluse, and I was like, that's me. Um, but you know what? Every scary thing you ask me about about the wilderness, I'm going to counter with something scary from um, <laughs> being in L.A. Like street parking. 
street parking can't bite you and necrotize your skin. There's Jesus. something. There's something about the brown recluse spider. Thank you for that. Is, that particularly strikes fear into my heart. Yeah. Okay. I understand. No, I have, I have a thing with spiders in general, but I think it's because I saw Arachnophobia when I was too young. Like, do you remember that movie Arachnophobia? I that saw that at up. like, I don't know when that came out, 92. Yes. Like, I shouldn't have watched that movie and it just was like burrowed in my brain yeah. and I was like, unless we have John Goodman with a case of poison, we're not going to get through this. <laughs> now, Naomi, did your parents let you, wa- were they like, here, watch this movie with us, child? Or did you sneak off at a sleep sleepover or something? Oh, I probably just like, sh- I feel like they let me watch it maybe. I can't remember because like I saw certain (laughs) there were certain things like I'm trying to remember because I feel like we had the tape like we had the VHS tape and my mom would be like I'll watch it with you and so like if I got scared you know what I mean she would like cover my eyes or she whatever but then I remember so distinctly you know how I'm terrified of child's play because my mother because I went to see that when Mm -hmm. I was like Mm -hmm. seven but that was in Detroit because I was spending like summers and vacations with my family in Detroit and my aunt and uncle didn't mm-hmm. give a fuck. They were like, we ain't letting these kids stop us from living. So they literally would bring us all to like literally see child's play. And I remember just like sitting there frozen in terror in a movie theater. Because sure. I was also like, it's so dark and he's coming for us. So yeah, there are movies <laughs> I probably should have seen. And I, I think yeah. we we now have the ver- the basis of the difference between you, Tawny, and us. <laughs> what strikes fear into your heart? And what strikes fear into our hearts, which is anything Uh (laughs) and everything and everything. And for you, it's like a handful of like, you know, actually awful things. Well, you know, I was thinking about this. You know, something about Tawny and Nate, because, you know, famously, Tawny had us over for Thanksgiving two years ago. Famously. 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 And (laughs) it was like, and I realized you guys both, you guys project a quiet confidence. You're both a very, like, mellow, like, I feel like everything is fine. Like, in your world, I'm very, like, oh, cozy and comfortable, cool neutrals, everything's relaxed. Like, you're both, it's just, like, a very serene energy. And I remember, like, when I met your mom, who was just, like, she was just, she was even affirming to me. And I just met her. I said, give me the corgi. Thank you for the affirmation. How? Oh, that's nice How? You know what I mean? Because it was, was it just you and her on the ranch? Um, yeah, I mean, she was married for a time yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she wasn't. So in my, when I rewrite it in my brain, it was just <laughs> yes, the two of Yes, the she's the one. She's the one, you know, you could trust. Um, yeah. So like on the ranch, like, so were y'all like always super close or were you kind of like, I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit outside among the horses and read my diary? <laughs> no, I mean, we were close, but she worked. I mean, my mom's only like 19 years older than mm-hmm. me. She had me super young. So we've always been close and she always worked long long hours um Mm -hmm. so i would either get stuck with chores or when i was being like an annoying teen i like would sleep in and then not do them but like when you (laughs) have horses that have to be fed before a certain hour like all of a sudden the ranch just starts making so much noise that you can't really shirk your duties for too long wow (laughs) um so by the time she would come home if like horses were screaming and stuff like she you know then we'd have words but (laughs) no in general we stayed close i mean she taught me to like you know put shingles on a house and build a chicken coop and oh my God, we she's have responsible to for all of my like diy uh knowledge yeah like, completely i learned it all from her which is really uh, I-, I think so fortunate women listening if you have young girls 
teach them this shit yourself because there is a weird vibe when you learn this stuff from a man. So even the stuff, like my husband's super handy. He's basically a carpenter. So even when he teaches me how to use a power tool, I don't know how, I don't like it. Like it's not him, but I'm just like, oh, like I think what it is is that most of the stuff I'd learned from a woman and so I don't want it to be like, lessons passed down from a dude. You know? <laughs> what is there a I don't know. Is there a difference in the way uh in the way um a man versus a woman teaches you something? I mean, th- there obviously is, but like what is that? Yeah, what did you feel? I-, I can only speak to my experience. I'm sure everyone's different. And you know, my husband's also the most like gentle, sensitive man. Hello, commune. Um <laughs> so he there's no like machismo when he does it, but there, there's something in me that reacts to like, oh, this feels like a paternally or like I'm being mm. taught something. Where, like, whereas like with my mom, and my mom is way more controlling about how to do with things. This is <laughs> ironic that I feel this way. But it was always just like, we have to get this done. We have to do it together. So we just, you know, I'd learn along the way. I don't know. Maybe it felt more collaborative or something. Mm. Yeah, it is very didactic when I'm like telling you something like how to like back up your computer or something like that. You're like so impatient and you come in hot. Like you're not annoyed. I think it's more like you're just very direct. And I think because for you, it's second nature. You say it really factually. And I'm like, Andrew, yeah. you know, I can't even get it out the box. Okay. So the fact that you're saying <laughs> it's all factual, I was like, babe, start, start from the fucking base. Start from the baseline. You know, I'm easily Naomi- overwhelmed. <laughs> Are there things that you know how to do that you get the same way with him? Like, are you very didactic about things that you're telling him? How well, to of do? course, all like social interaction, <laughs> like all, like all social. Oh my god, yo, there was almost a spit take. <laughs> I almost lost my water. What, but like, but the same thing, like Andy though, he will push me off because that's the thing. Like, I feel like, especially when like it comes to navigating this business, you know, which has to do with so much personal shit. I feel like I'm good at mm-hmm. connecting with people, even if like just kind of like that intro. And I'm always like Andy. Like I think Andy is so talented, and I just wish he would learn to like be a touch more manipulative. <laughs> not really, <laughs> not actually manipulative, but just like just a little more. You know how you? I don't know. You just have to kind of work it a little oh bit. And I'm like constantly being like, "This is how you should do this," or like say this first and then that set like in an email or something not like you know i'm Sarah knowing him yeah. in a conversation but like in emails and stuff and i will do that and he's always he's like hun i'm gonna do it my way like you just you you, you go hun and it's the opposite of hun and you know, you know you what say hun but it's the opposite of hun and you and i are equally mm-hmm. successful so obviously <laughs> my way is the right way <laughs> you just don't want to be told what to do which is so dumb i well i remember back oh. in like my mom is an English teacher with a master's degree, and she Ooh. was like correcting a paper of mine in like junior high, and I was so angry at yeah. her corrections. Yeah. Mm. Here's a, <laughs> a woman with, you know, by that time, you know, 15, 20 years of teaching experience. Right. And an advanced degree in the thing she is correcting. And the person who loves you most. Do you know what I mean? Like- Debatable, but... <laughs> And you are a child. Thank you. <laughs> that's about you're a child. But see, that's the thing. It's like Andy's parents, like they let him be an individual. Like he he tells this story sure. one time about how he did something wrong, but because his parents and his parents knew, but because they couldn't prove it, they did not punish him. And I said to oh, thank you. you. <laughs> I said what? Yeah. And that's the problem. See, and that's why he can't take a note. 
That's why he can't take a note on it. See, and this is why, and this is why I say, even though I am mixed and my mother is white, I say I had two black parents because <laughs> I did not get away with shit. I didn't get away with it. If they smelled the idea of me maybe doing something wrong, I was on punishment. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. And I was an only child, and I was damn near my mom's age. Like we're damn near <laughs> peers now. And I, my upbringing was rigid, yeah. and I was such a nerd. I didn't do anything. But yeah, me neither. I just want to point that out. Yeah, you were a good boy, but you were a smart ass. Yes. Which, like, I would have got whooped. Like, I would get whooped. Like, like my mother, like, even if I just, like, looked like I was squaring up to say something back. Do you know what I mean? Like, she would be like, yep. What you doing standing up straight? Like, she would say, what you doing? You about to say (laughs) something? It's like, no, no, no. It's like, you put that spoon down real slow. It's like, well, I've just, I'm done with I'm my done. cereal. What are you talking about? It's like so crazy. But it's interesting you say that, though. I'm like, I always wish, because my mom is very handy. Or rather, yeah. she will take it upon herself to do things her way. Because, like, she bought a house in Harlem, you know, before Harlem was fancy. And it was, like, an SRO mm-hmm. that she, like, redid, but also didn't have a lot of money. Oh, so it cool. took, like, years and years. And it would be, like, Still one, in progress. Still in progress. Like, one thing at a time. But it's nice now. But so she would do stuff and me, you know, as the only child I was in a way, like I was the manual labor, you know, like she'd be like, bring me like Mm -hmm. we're carrying this, removing this, but she wouldn't actually teach me how to do it. Like the actual, like whatever the nuts and bolts or, and the thing with her too, sometimes I realize when I'm around her because she is very specific and she's very particular with how she wants it. And I realized that made me like, even now to this day in my thirties, when I'm around her, I kind of just like. I just give over to her or I don't make these bold choices. Mm. And then she gets frustrated because it's like, you too old for this. And it's like, it's because you always like had a way you wanted it done. And so if I didn't do yeah, it right. You're waiting for instruction. Exactly. Like even now, it'll be kind of like, eh, whatever, what do you need? And so when we come back to New York, every time we come to New York, it's like, I've been waiting for you to move some shit to the basement. Like I have not <laughs> be back in New York for a year. And she's like, we got to move this shit to the basement. When we ask her what she wants as a present for her birthday or for Christmas or something, it's always manual labor. It's yes. always like a day of like helping weed <laughs> yes, the garden. Yes. She was like, I want you to help me in the house. Except this time her birthday was just June 29th. And I asked her what she wanted. And she said, this time it was new Tony. She said, I would like you to, before you have a performance or a taping, I would like you to run your outfit by me. So that's the, pre- that's the present <laughs> she wants now. That's the present she wants now. That's the present? Yes, because she thinks, um, she doesn't like the way I dress, and she thinks that if I want to have a career, I have to dress better and I have to do my hair better. You know I have all this hair insecurity, and this is where it comes from. Your hair always looks laid. It is flawless. I want to learn to what, braid, what though, because you be braiding. And, honey, you know in choir, the roots are real. And I need to learn to braid honey, some well, shit. I was, looking at a, I was looking at a damn tutorial. I didn't even understand. She was like, use your dominant index finger to loop the... I was like, honey, I'm out. I'm out. Okay, you got to start small. You got to start small. I need to do something with this head of hair instead of covering up with my pre-wrapped hair tie. Look, I, I can send you some links. Yeah, I learned from YouTube. Nobody taught me how to do my hair. I used to wear weave all the time. Oh, really? I just wore straight weave. I just stapled that <laughs> shit and pressed it out and slept on it, whatever. And, uh, it, and when I was like, when I had to get it taken out, if I had to go two days without the weave in, I was like, I don't know what right. to do. And I remember one time my stylist looked at me and just went, just wear your natural hair. And I was like, What? <laughs> Um, my little baby cousins taught me. They gave me YouTube. And this was in the early days of like YouTube yeah. hair stuff. This was probably like 
2012 or 11. Yeah. My baby cousins, who all had beautiful natural hair that they were all doing themselves. Yeah. They were like, here, check out this girl, this girl. (laughs) Taught you what to do. Wait, how long have you and Nate been married? Uh, uh, it'll be seven years next. Seven month. years, and how long together total? Ten. Okay, yeah, same as us. Yeah, same it's as ten, us, right? Ten years. So how how'd you guys meet? Um, we met in a band. Oh, yes, music love. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Music love. But here's here's my other question. I'm sorry. I just have so many questions. It's like when I have someone hostage in podcast format, I ask them everything that yes. I wanted to know. Okay, so like you know, growing up with just you and mom on the ranch, you know. What was the, did you always want to be an actor? Was that like a big leap to take, you know, cause I know you also didn't grow up moneyed. So it's also like, okay, how am I going to like make my living and do this until it pops off? Was there ever a time? I don't know. Like, did you, were you always all in or was it just like, I'm going to do a little comedy on the side. This is fun. And then it just kind of became more. I guess I would say like, I have an interesting relationship with like, class and money because we were middle class and I understood that once I met other people who had less Mm -hmm. but because I watch and I I split time I lived with my dad on the weekends my mom and my dad was like very much like small house in the suburbs everything pretty like regular no DIY if he needed something done he he paid a handyman or something whereas my mom did everything herself and worked so hard and worked these long hours that I was like, oh, we're only middle class because my mom is a beast. Like, yeah, because she didn't have to, you know, she had friends and stuff that had her same job that like didn't do as well as we did. So I think it very much attached in my brain. Like you can, you know, it it, it gave me this sense of like a meritocracy that doesn't really exist in this country, but (laughs) it gave me this idea that like if I worked hard and if I did everything right, then no matter what I chose, and this was very much reinforced by my dad and neither of them are artists at all, Mm -hmm. but my dad was like, work hard, be a good person. You can go wherever you want in life. And like they, so they always supported that as long as they saw me working. And anytime, Mm -hmm. I remember when I got my piano lessons snatched away from me because I wasn't practicing (laughs) enough. And I was like, but I'm a kid. Like nobody practices. I just still want to learn to play the piano. My dad was like, apparently you don't. Um, So yeah, the the, like tether for them was like, as long as I was working at it, they supported whatever. Um, To the point where even when I was like pursuing theater, I had gone to college for theater. I was in Chicago. And like the theater jobs were just kind of drying up. And like I had joined Actors Equity. And so I couldn't do kind of the storefront stuff. I was just in this weird in between place. So I started singing in bands. And my dad, like every couple of weeks would call me and be like, Okay, I see your stuff about this band. Um, you got an audition for a play coming up? When are you going to do a play? Where are the play? Like, he was hounding me as, like, some parents hound their kids to go to law yeah, school. Yeah, <laughs> My dad was like, do the thing you worked towards. What are you doing messing around wow, with music? Wow, okay. I hear they're doing uh, uh, hair at the uh, Orpheum. <laughs> yeah. You going uh, to audition for that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. yeah he was just short of like sending me the, the casting calls <laughs> i love it uh oh wait so i because i had um i was in a band in, in college and a little bit after and i uh my we needed more people in the band it was just me and my friend kyle and we <laughs> needed the we ha- had like 20 instruments on every uh, track. <laughs> and so we had, we, we brought in some friends and one of them was my girlfriend at the time who was great. Like we didn't just bring her in cause she was like, 
uh, a girl. She right. was like, she's a great singer. She's uh, yeah. uh, She was in bands before, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then that fell apart. But you went the opposite way. Mm. You were yeah. in a band first. I'm, I'm grateful I was never anyone's girlfriend in a band. I never had to be. <laughs> I never was brought into a band as a girlfriend. That is one, you know, my musical career hasn't gone that far, but that's something I can always like play to. Um, yeah, no, we were, I was brought in by my good friend and, and now still bandmate, Bethany Thomas. And uh, she was like, these dudes, they do this um, like kind of Rolling Stonesy bar band sort of thing and they want like black black backup singers basically and, uh, <laughs> she she had been singing with them for a long time and she was like these guys are really nice they were all people who had like uh, other careers like one's like a theology professor one's a social what? worker oh, wow. so dudes just like i know they're some of the smartest guys i know to this day one of them was on jeopardy i'm just like <laughs> these are the most intellectual people that i know and they also happen to be like let's be in a band <laughs> Um, yeah, so Nate was the drummer for that, and uh, we met there, so we've known each other since 2007, mm-hmm. yeah. And was it love at first sight? Yeah. No, because, like, <laughs> I mean, I probably saw him once a month uh-huh. or something, you know, we would only come join the band when, like, they were doing a big show and okay. needed horns and backing singers, and so like we just kind of like knew each other. He was probably the person I dealt with the most because he was sort of the de facto manager. Mm-hmm. So like emails between him. I don't know. And then we just kind of became friends. Um, yeah. And then we st- after maybe three years, I guess, of off and on hangs with the band, um, we started dating. Okay. All right. And then yeah. how? what was that transition like? Was it someone being like, I will take you out? Would you like to go out? Would you or care to like- go out for an ice cream cone? Exactly. Or was it just like after a gig, just drunken make out? No, I don't fully remember, honestly. I, I think it was more organic and like we were clearly such good friends and we're spending a lot of time okay. together that people assumed we were dating before we even yeah. were type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember like a huge talk. He remembers a talk we had um, that I only remembered because I was on uh, Nicole Byer's show, Why Won't You Date Me? And I was like trying to remember. I was like, I know I'm going to be asked about this, so I have to like remember. But um, we, I think we were exchanging like Christmas gifts or something. And I had bought him like a book about like business because he worked in <laughs> advertising. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you want a business book. Um, <laughs> business book. And he had bought me a vest, a white puffy puma vest which if he had given it to me now i'd be like oh this is cool for like camping or like being in the mountains but in like 2010 no one in chicago was wearing white puffy uh warm layers we were wearing like woolen pea coats and like doing like smart city dress you know so i was looking at this thing i was like this is not it felt very like early 2000s rapper yes. to me. And ah, I yes. was like, this is not my aesthetic. <laughs> but I wish I had that vest now. You really. didn't keep it? You didn't keep it? No. <laughs> no. That went to the Buffalo Exchange on um, on um, Milwaukee. First gifts. <laughs> Milwaukee Avenue. I probably got 48 cents. <laughs> First gifts are always very difficult. All right. Well, yeah. You're still trying to. F- oh, what were yours? <laughs> I got her. She likes zombies. She likes <laughs> she likes uh, horror stuff. Okay. And I got her the first a compendium of the first 50 issues of The Walking Dead. Now, Tawny, Andy likes comic books. And I knew that. Right. And so at that point, because if we got together 
March. My birthday, December. So you had some time to get to know my ass, okay? And That's true. I had said to him he would like read comics, and I was like, I don't get comics, honey. I don't know what order to read the bubbles in. That's what I told him. <laughs> I would always be like, I don't understand what this, like, drawing is supposed to convey to me. And so the fact that I done told him I can't, I don't even know what order to read it in, and he got me... You should see how thick. It was this thick, Tony, like five inches Naomi. thick <laughs> of comics. I was say the listener, Naomi's holding her hands like three feet apart. And it was so much. And, and I was like, and it was also like, and it was so heavy. So it was also like, where am I? I'm not going to put this in my purse and like read it on the train. You would have preferred a lighter, a lighter tome. I would have preferred a lighter tome that wasn't. No tome. No she would have preferred no tome. That wasn't a drawing. And he's like, but you love The Walking Dead. I was like. She yeah, liked a TV show. But not a comic book. Which is the original. Sure. Anyway. See, I understand both sides of this. <laughs> Andy, I think you're you're kind of exonerated. I understand the impetus. I bought this man a book about business. I said, you're in business. Here you go. That's just as bad. But Naomi, I too would not want... I would not want a giant book about anything that I... Uh. I, guess that's not, I guess I have a book about Prince. Okay. I like that, but it's pictures. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a nice coffee table moment. Did you have a lot of uh, 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 boyfriends or partners before Nate? No. What do I look like? I was a black girl riding horses and trying to be. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I'd always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out. But the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers. And the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. Me undies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out there is a particular technology that the folks at Me Undies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't wanna have to say what this technology is, so I asked. Friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words. 
you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy what's that again mort they're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy wonderful thanks buddy Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. In punk bands and stuff, nobody wanted to talk to my ass. I'm surprised. No. I thought they would have all loved you, the prettiest black girl in all of like the fucking punk scene. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like those boys oh. would be like, oh, we never see her over here. No, no. <laughs> see, this was before social media, and so people didn't know that um, outwardly they had to appear non-racist. <laughs> So people were just like, hey, you're really cool and super funny. Now, you know who I really have a crush on is Natalie. Oh, my God. Yes, I understand that. (laughs) Natalie Imbruglia. Natalie Imbruglia. Who doesn't? And there there were very few black people where I was. I really didn't, like, have a core group of black friends until I moved to Chicago. Chicago. Like, all my friends growing up were Filipino because my town was very Filipino. And then I got this one white girl who's still my friend to this day, (laughs) one of my oldest friends. And other than that, I, I was like, I, the black people here, we're so far and spread yeah. apart. I felt like everybody was trying to like hold on to their own <laughs> and like, don't mess up my shit and I won't mess up yours. Like, let's all just <laughs> oh my hide God. a little bit. That's so funny. Yeah. What a world. And then you got you got to Chicago and then you were like, yeah, a whole new world. Did you feel that? Were you like, this is amazing and magical? Yeah, very much so. I mean, it it didn't happen so much at my college because I was still in a theater yeah. school at a Catholic university, so Ooh. there weren't a ton. The of Catholic us, university? But, um, I didn't know that. DePaul oh, is Catholic, okay. isn't that weird? Oh, didn't see it coming. Because like nothing about it, other than seeing nuns more often <laughs> <laughs> than I think the average person sees a nun, um, it didn't feel very Catholic, but. Uh, no, when I started like really feeling better was when I started like working. I would just like you know because Chicago, even though it's segregated, there are still just black people yeah. everywhere. It's different than yeah. LA. Like yeah. there's just there's black people working at the yeah. bank. There are black. When you ask to speak to a manager, they're probably yeah. black. Um, 
So then I started like teaching in some of the South Side schools. I started doing like arts outreach and teaching and stuff. And then like, yeah, I made a, a ton of friends. And then through theater, through like outside theater, I started working with um, just, just different theater companies where like they would put together a black mm-hmm. show. And so then suddenly all the black people know each other. Right, finally. right, right, right. Um, do you want to take a quick break and then come back and answer some listener questions? I think so. How do you feel about that, Tawny? I think that sounds great. <laughs> Good yes ending. All right, we'll be right back <laughs> after this. Hey, guys, Naomi here. Just wanted to take a quick break from Tawny to let you know that Couples Therapy has a Patreon. If you feel like supporting the show, you can spend $5 a month and get two bonus episodes. Plus, tons of other bonus material. We put all the audio from the Twitch shows up there. Uh, there's a there's a pilot that we did for True TV uh, inside Caucasia up there if you want to watch it. Uh, lots of cool stuff. Uh, really does help. You know, a lot of that goes back into making the show better. Yes, exactly. It's now a one-man operation, and that one man is Andrew. <laughs> um, also, so, uh, patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. Also, what were you about to say, Naomi? For zero dollars, you can rate, review, subscribe yeah. to the show. It's tough out there. We know that uh, you may not have disposable income. But if you still want to support the show, uh, you can do it. You know, go to, I think Spotify even does it now. But uh, Apple Podcasts specifically, you can rate, review, and subscribe. I think subscribe is the important one. But I also think the review, honey, the ratings, because, you know, that really helps. Bring, it's the about review, bringing honey. the review, honey. It's about bringing the podcast to other people's attention. And reviews let people know, whoa, people are listening. Whoa, people have thoughts. Oh, there's an engaged listenership. Okay. Okay. And but also, you know what? Else? If you do have a little bit of uh, disposable income, we got t-shirts. We do got tees, baby. We got t-shirts. We got, we got two awesome t-shirts, the logo, and a gotta miss a bitch t-shirt. If you go to CouplesTherapy.MerchNow.com, you can order them there. Beautiful. All right, that's enough. Let's get back to Tawny. We're back with Tawny Newsome, ready to handle your scandal with these relationship questions. We got Tawny's backstory. We know she was a ranch hand, a nerd. <laughs> she found her lover in a band. That's the background. And now we go answer some of your questions. Do you and Andrew ever get relationship questions on Yo's is Racist? Yeah, and it's really depressing <laughs> because... Uh, the flavor of our show means that they're calling to be like, my boyfriend, he's not racist, but like he does have this Confederate flag oh, no. um, that he hangs above our bed. And and then at the end of the call, and it's like, and I'm a black oh. woman. Thank you. Love the show. And we're just like, oh, honey, don't get out. Whenever we have sex, all he does is stare at it. Oh, gross. This comes to us uh, from a, a direct message on Instagram uh, really? just from earlier this month from Trisha. Okay, Trisha. Using her name. Okay. I, th- I believe she said I could. No, no, that, I, I will... no, no. Like that means it's nothing that she's like ashamed of. Do you know what I mean? Like when people say, make me anonymous, mm-hmm. I know it's going to be juicy. But if she's using her name, you're like, okay. Well, I like For to sure. start out with like a little bit of a softball. Uh, yeah. Hi, love the podcast and love you both. Bless. I need advice, please. We're house hunting and all the nice houses we can afford are far from the town center and transportation and all the ones close are really ugly and need a lot of work. <laughs> we need to move by November and it's really been a weight on my mind. This is such a boring question, so feel free not to use it. It's no good. Um, no, I believe they're in New York because I think uh, Trisha said that they work. Her husband works at NYU. But uh, I thought this was a good beginning question. As uh, Tawny, you are a uh, a homeowner, yeah, who did buy a home far from yeah 
the city. Yeah. I'm an urban separatist. <laughs> <laughs> what was the process? Because I remember talking to you about it because I was just so, I was like, I was like, how do you buy a home and how do you, you know, do it? And- yeah. Naomi, also, mm-hmm. you, uh, every night to calm down, you look at homes. On, like, I just Zillow. like to look at pretty houses. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, was there, I mean, again, you, you like the outdoors. You guys are comfortable with that. But was it from the jump where you like, let's get a place out like an hour away? Or were you kind of forced into going as you looked at prices? Um, we were kind of forced, but also, so it, we started our house hunting search in Chicago because oh, we were, we'd been married for a while and we thought we were going to really stay there and make roots there. And part of me still wishes that we could have made that work because I, it's my favorite city. Um, I would love to stay living there, but they just won't, I just got killed off every ambulance show and they won't do <laughs> enough comedies there. So, um, <laughs> But so we were looking for like a building. We wanted a three flat so that we could have a recording studio in the basement, rent out the main level, live on top. Like that was always our dream. And so we had started kind of planning and budgeting for that. Then we moved to Los Angeles, (laughs) the land of everyone is insane and wants to charge you $900,000 for an 800 square foot bungalow with no parking, no anything. (laughs) I, I... It was so... The real estate in this town was so offensive. Yes, yes. Having come from a beautiful city that may not have the the Hollywood industry, but has plenty of thriving yeah. industries, plenty of people that do well, the the imbalance to me was so offensive. <laughs> but I still was like, well, we're such DIY people. We want to make our own space. Maybe we can compromise. So I was looking like way out, you know, outer edges of Pasadena. Like maybe we can scrape together seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> For someone with like uh, four or five TV credits, it was it, it was insane and it was impossible. And I really credit Nate for being like, "We cannot do this. We will be buried under a mortgage yeah. for the rest of our life." Like, you, you're an artist. You don't want to be taking jobs because you have to. Otherwise, right. you're going to lose your house. You know. Right. So, I just drew a circle around LA and I said, "Whatever's within 90 minutes of LA, hmm. we're going to go see." And that has a, a plot of land and that seems, you know, whatever. And it really, I mean, when I'm telling you a sixth of the price for probably 15 times the property, the yeah. land, like it, it was a no brainer for us. I was like, I'll forego Grubhub. I don't need <laughs> DoorDash. Wait, how close? We'll just live out here in the middle of nowhere. How close is the closest uh, supermarket, say? Um, I mean, like I don't even go to those because they're not good. So what I just do is once a month I drive for an hour and I just go to a I go to a Whole Foods and a Costco, huh. and that's it. And we have a deep freezer and we have a big pantry, and we just st- one time during this pandemic I did not leave this property for forty five days and I did not notice. <laughs> that's amazing. You could do that. Yeah. Because. But it's not for everyone, especially if this caller's in New York. Like, I don't know how you make this work in right. New York. I, I guess you buy the ugly place and g- learn some skills to make it cute, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, if you don't want to do the work, if, if you know you're not a person who will do the work, like, I know that about me, like, because I don't know it. And I think for me, it's less even, like, I'm always afraid of, like, being hustled. So I'm, like, afraid of being in a situation mm-hmm. where I have to, like, call a contractor and then they gouge me for all my money and it's not done well. Like, that stresses they me out They did that to my parents. Right. We bought my... Uh, we uh, we had, like, a townhouse or a row home we had, uh, for 
like the first 14 years of my life. And my mm-hmm. parents are like, we would like our own house. We don't want to share a wall with someone. Right. I remember they were, I mean, mm. they're paranoid people. I don't know if this is true, <laughs> but like in my mind, they were paranoid about like someone else in the row home, like burning, like, like catching burning it down. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. That oh. sounds like your dad. Yeah. 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 That that may or may not be true, but it's uh, let's say it's spiritually true. Yes. All right. Yes. It's it's, it's spiritually accurate. Uh, and they sure. finally, you know, they found a, a affordable piece of land and they had a contractor build it. And a, at some point, the contractor um, hit some kind of rock that would have been difficult to dig through, and they would have had to blast it. And instead of asking my parents if they should, mm-hmm. they instead just started building the house. <laughs> and so. We grew up with this Mm -hmm. insane uh, driveway that's at like a 45 degree angle because (laughs) they had to, they just started building the house there. And there's a, there's a lot of other stuff. And my, this is my first maybe taste of like uh, dealing with um, people who have more money and more power than you. Cause my dad was like, I'm like, well, can't you do something about it? He's like, Mm -hmm. what are we going to do? If we try to sue them, they'll like hold it up in court court. forever, uh, you know, and It'll oh, just be wow. like it'll be more money to sue them than we would get out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we just had to live with it. They yeah. just had to live with this. I you know. know, gross. You know, <laughs> it's I, terrifying I, every time you back out of that driveway. Yes. like every time we back out, I'm convinced we're going to flip. Yeah, I think we're going to flip it over. Is, it is like it. It is definitely sure. the same angle as a roller coaster. <laughs> so it's like. And so, do you just lift up your arms and do a little <laughs> whip and you drive down it? Or? I just hold. I like literally my whole body tenses up. Because especially if we're driving, <laughs> at least now here in LA, we have a car now. Andy drives. But especially when we would go to Pennsylvania, where I was like, bitch, you ain't driven a car in like nine months. And now we got to go backwards yeah. <laughs> at a 45 degree angle. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. But uh, I like I like this dynamic here between us and you, Tony, because I think you get you're getting the both ends of the spectrum. If you are fearful, yeah. like we are, then yeah. um, don't buy a house at all. Just keep renting. No, I, I want I a house. It's got to yeah. be turnkey, as they say on sure. HGTV, or make so much money exactly that you can buy the house of your dreams. Well, this is the thing. This person mm-hmm. who's like, okay, if I can't afford it, it's like you have to move by November, and what you like. You know, and and you don't if you know you either don't have the money or don't have the ability to put the work in, then you're going to have to get away from transportation. That's just what you have to accept. It's the trade off you make. And as you said, like, you're like, I don't need Grubhub. It's like your life changes, right? Like you get married, you get settled, you find a space you like. And to me, it seems like the whole point of like homes (laughs) or like suburban life, again, as a New York person. I was like, I want a house because I've only wanted a house since moving to L.A. And the whole thing is like, if I'm going to live in the suburbs, I got to do it right, which means have a house that I'll never want to leave. Right. Because like life is just a little more sedentary here. And like when you reach a certain age, you're like, well, if I'm not going to do too much, I might as well be as comfortable as possible. Yeah. Yep. And I will say just for another vote for the um, the separatist (laughs) project, um, I grew up in the country in the 90s when there there was a little bit of internet we had dial up or whatever but like there was no connectivity you know if my friend's phone was busy when i tried to call her i didn't really you know she didn't have a cell phone i couldn't text yeah. her so living in the country then was mm-hmm. tough living in the country yeah. now when i'm doing like zoom press <laughs> and meetings from here and you know you want to hang out and have a happy hour with friends now the one weird thing about corona is that it's made like video conferencing for social purposes chill and like fun it, 
it is incredible out here. There's no, I don't feel like I've missed mm-hmm. out on anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I ever wanted was to be like fully self-sufficient. Like even before the world shut down, I was like, all I want is like, I don't want to depend on other people. I don't want to have to be close to Uber or have to be close to whatever. Like I, I should be able to do it myself. And then those things are conveniences, but yeah, so this has supported, like, my life philosophy, but that said, it's not for everybody. Yeah. I want it, though. Like, I want it to be for me, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, because I do admire yeah. self, like, I want to be able to do stuff. And, like, that feeling of I'm always, like, like, our our electricity went out on Tuesday. Honey, I was gone. I said, take me now. I said, I can't make it. <laughs> I know. I saw your post. I was like, take me oh. now. And it's, like. And it's like, no, like I got to be able to survive the apocalypse. Like I want to be Michonne talking about Walking Dead. I need to be able to give you that deny Guerrera energy. Or maybe if you read the comic. (laughs) I would would not have learned any skills. Don't you be trying to fight in front of company. (laughs) Give us the next question. All right. (laughs) This comes to us from, this comes to us from a Twitter DM. Uh, from the end of June. Mm-hmm. Hey, Naomi, Andy, and Tawny. It says special guest. Uh, you could call me. <laughs> Thank no, you for fixing. You could call me lasagna, since I think. Can I be? Hold on, I'll, I'll explain for a second. Because I was like, uh, Tawny's gonna be like, how did they know I was gonna be on the show at the end of June? And then I was like, let mm-hmm. me fix this. Oh my god, like Tawny would care. <laughs> You see, and this is why I wish he would take some of my advice when it comes to just because he got to be so honest. He got to be so honest. I understand. I get tongue-tied. I I get tongue-tied around Tawny a lot because I was a fan of yours before we moved out here. From oh, that's very nice. I don't think I've had a conversation with you where I haven't stuck my foot (laughs) in my mouth in some way. I don't notice. Are you kidding me? No, you're a nice person in this hellfire town. I don't remember any of your missteps. I I way remember other thing that monsters have said to me all the time. You're fine. Thank you. Thank you for absolving me. I mean, I don't say anything awful. Just like I just get tongue tied. Let me read lasagna's question. Okay. Okay. You can call me lasagna since I think that would be a really good name if it didn't mean what it means. Also, I made of more carbs than protein at this point in Quarquar. Anyway, my question is about how to fix my mom's consistent undying transphobia. So every week we watch RuPaul's Drag Race and lately I've noticed she's been more spiteful than usual. She doesn't seem to understand drag queens and trans women are mutually exclusive but can coincide. Recently she said something that made me so frustrated I wanted to stop watching the show with her altogether. She said, wow. You don't have to read it. So my question is, how do she said something hateful, terrible? My my question is, how do I begin to educate my mother more about the trans community and how statements, you know, bad statements are not acceptable? Thanks in advance. Keep being awesome. I mean, who? I don't. Do you have you ever had anything with either of your parents? You know, especially as we've gotten older, where you've discovered they're like a little backwards or behind the times. Uh, yes, but to both of their credits, they both have uh, come a long way. I think both of them have gotten more progressive in their okay. age, my dad especially, okay. which usually, yeah, with, of course. you know, getting older, right. it goes the other right. way. So I'm, I'm thankful for but that. So you haven't really had to. I mean, Andy, you've had, you've definitely had moments with your parents where, you know, they've had views that you didn't. 
my parents are very, uh, they're like liberals. They are, you know, centrist, and I'm very far left at this point. Uh-huh. So we do have disagreements about things, and I have just stopped arguing with them. I have, uh, but there, there's nothing in, in, like, they're not transphobic. There's, there's not, they're not yeah, yeah. phobic about any kind of group. So I, I've never had to deal with like ab, just like abject hatred for them. Right, 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 right. So I, I, mm, sure. but the people who, this is the thing though. I'm just like the people who I've, who in my life who I've said hateful things, I just stopped talking to them. Well, that's the problem with parents. You can't do that. You can't like ice them out. And especially it sounds like they're close. <laughs> Lasagna and their mom watch drag race together. That implies like they're, they're close. They hang out. This is not just like a person, yeah. you know, they're not just talking every Sunday for 15 minutes. So it does feel like, right. you know, it does matter what mom thinks and feels like, whereas like, I, you know, you can't just brush it off. And, but to me, Lasagna's like, I, I want to say I don't even want to watch the show with her because she makes me so mad. And part of me is like, yeah, do that. Like, don't you yeah. think? Like, start, like, if you're going to talk like that, I can't watch this with you. If you want to have a conversation about why what you're saying is wrong, hit me up. But you ruining the whole vibe of Drag yep. Race. Like, <laughs> you just say, like, you can't be around here if you're going to talk like that. And then hopefully, because I think, you know, especially, I think, you know, our parents, parents, when they're close to their kids, they value that. And so then they'll be like, okay, fine. If that's upsetting you, I'll stop saying it. And I'm willing to have a conversation because they don't want to lose, you know, mom doesn't want to lose lasagna. Yeah. I support mm. that. I think that all you can control are your actions. And so you can't control, you can say, I, I don't choose to watch this with you because your comments are upsetting. And also suggest that they learn more about this because it, it it I'm assuming that lasagna is not a trans person. Otherwise, that would have been another layer yeah, of this conversation. Yeah. But there there's power in saying, you know, this is a gap in my experience. So I'm not going to sit here and educate you about all the ways this is wrong for fear that I might get it a little bit wrong. But I encourage you to go seek out some people yeah. to listen to, some books to read, <laughs> you know, so that you can get educated about this because you sound you sound a little bigoted. And I think if your mom's a good person, she doesn't want to sound bigoted. She, maybe she just doesn't realize how ridiculous she's being. Yeah. I mean, this is a larger question about like, what do you do about the shitty people in our culture? Right. (laughs) What do you do about the shitty people in our country who do say or harbor hateful things? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's one thing like, look, if you just, if if you have hate in your heart, but you don't let it out, you know, (laughs) go be with God. (laughs) (laughs) But don't let it out. If, If the hate, if you got a hate cage in your heart. Right. Right. And you keep it locked up tight and you keep it locked up tight. Yep. Go ahead. Fine. I I don't have anything to say with you. I, I have a problem with the people who are out there just uh, letting their hate, yeah. their caged a, hate a bird, there's their a, caged hate bird sing. Yes. There's you a, know? <laughs> that's the problem. Letting and, uh-huh. their hate bird out. And I think uh-huh. that's a real, like, that's a real conundrum go, for us all going forward. You can't do what I do for real. Yeah. And just like cut those people out of right. civil society. I mean, <laughs> you you can, but you end up with a culture like what we have right now. That's so like uh, bifurcated and just like um, you know civil war ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what what do we what do you really mm-hmm. do to ma- like the people who are really transphobic and are doing awful things? Like how do we change their brains? But but see the thing is I okay here's a, when you say like these people in society I think it's less about that you know what do I always say honey each one teach one that's how you reach one. 
it's got to be about these individual relationships because unfortunately mm. for so many people sure. stuff doesn't it has to affect them personally in order for it to be yeah. a real issue so for instance in this case you know for mom it's going to be my kid doesn't want to be around me in order to make, you know what I mean? And so yeah. now that's a problem for mom. And so to relieve that problem, mom will then go do some work. And so it isn't necessarily these big sweeping, like what do we do about these people in society? What do you do about the people in your life, right? Like what do you do about the family at the dinner table? I mean, I feel very lucky that when it comes to politics, everybody's on the same page in the family. Like, you know, Thanksgiving's not stressful for that reason. Um, so it's like, that's good. <laughs> for 30,000 other reasons. Right, but not the political one. <laughs> so it's like, so I do feel grateful for that, but I do know a lot of people for whom it is like, oh, we just can't talk about this whole other layer of existence. I don't know. Like, do you have any people? I mean, yeah. like, again, like, Honey, you're a separatist, so I know you've curated a life, you know. But like, do you have people in the fam, or like, you know what I mean? Like sh people in the where you're like, you problematic your, as fuck, yeah. but I'm related to you. Or <laughs> people in your past, like, what have you done with people in your past who have like said or done ignorant things, or or like, it's, it's maybe not like someone who's like said one ignorant thing. It's someone who's like continually. Well, Tony, you a black girl with a white mama. I'm sure you don't hurt a lot of it. So. <laughs> Oh, Tell yeah, me, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. It's like how have you had to deal with these folks? I mean, so there's like, yeah, there's definitely a faction of the family that I'm not really part uh -huh. of through uh -huh. her. And, you know, she loves these people and I'm fine with well, a couple <laughs> of them. Um, but like, I've just removed myself uh -huh. from it. So I don't, you know, I don't... Uh, I don't hang around with them. I don't, I try and like, you know, if it's a Christmas thing or something and my mom wants me involved with them, whatever, I'll try and like support mm -hmm. her. But like, I don't really be going to, I don't go, walk into anybody's house who I have yes. a problem with. Yeah. Really. Like, and that's just something I've only really been able to do in the last like five or eight years. Um, but it's also cause like a lot of these people aren't blood and like, I don't really, I don't know. Also my, the black side of my family, I love them, but they are nuts and they <laughs> fully like, they have so many grudges and pacts with one another and like you're not allowed to speak to this person and these people aren't allowed. So on that yeah. side, I'm constantly like, y'all, like I'm not in the generation that you're mad at. Like, can we come together? Yeah. So I feel like I'm always trying to bring that side together and the other side I'm just like removing myself <laughs> from. Uh. Again, because I'm like, I can only really control my actions and how I react to things and what that's kind of done is like, I don't know. I feel like they understand why mm -hmm. I'm not messing with them. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I also don't feel a responsibility to educate and fix any of those people because like they're, they're really like not my people. Okay. I don't, I'm not responsible for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah, if you like love someone and you feel responsible for them, for them getting better, it's like how much work, how much work can you personally put in to help them get there? I, I agree with what Naomi is saying about making it super personal. Mm. Like, you know, that mom is going to, she doesn't want her kid to not watch TV with right. her. So maybe she'll fix it. Right. I got an idea. What? Gift certificate, five free therapy lessons. Lessons? lessons. Five free like lessons. Therapy. Yeah. Teach her how to do <laughs> therapy. Uh, get her a scholarship. Yep. 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 <laughs> five free therapy. I want to give out therapy lessons. <laughs> therapy sessions. Yes. Okay, okay, that's different. 
<laughs> Actually, that's, can I say that going forward, uh, that's just going to be the shadow answer to every question on this show. Yeah. Is get them therapy. Give get them, them therapy. Buy them, them a yep. couple therapy sessions. Yep. Ses- sessions. Get sessions. them coupons. Therapy coupons. Therapy coupons. I've made some calls for you to a couple of <laughs> practitioners. They're expecting your call. Like that would be literally, I mean, yeah, honestly, we all need it. We all need to give it to someone. Do you guys want to try one more? I didn't realize. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. My my comment. My comment was so stupid. We don't need it. It was a dumb joke. Go. (laughs) All right. So here's a voicemail. Let me. Uh Uh-huh. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I am calling with a couple's quar question. That was really hard to say. Um, anyway, so you might not play this one because I know you guys don't really like to talk about sex that much on your show, <laughs> but I thought I'd give it a shot anyway. Um, basically, my partner and I are reacting to the struggles of Quar a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I am ridiculously horny being stuck inside with him all day. I would just rather us be banging it out, and then that would be a great way to spend the time. Tim, on the other hand, um, seems to have lost some of his sex drive because, you know, the core makes you depressed. And so I am wondering if you have any tips for couples who have very differing sex drives, either all the time or just in a certain moment, and either from experience or any of your wisdom, if you could share any tips on how to navigate that. Thank you. Wow. Okay. You know what? Okay. Tawny, you know, I'm famously sex negative. And so <laughs> she, so this listener knows that about yeah, me. That and I'm, fa- I'm famously sex neutral. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, negative neutral. Yeah. And so I think t- just mm-hmm. to, to clarify, we just, it's not that we don't like talking about sex is that we just, there's parts of our own life where we're like, let's not, sh- you know, let's draw a hard line in the sand about what we will. Yeah. Share. You can only commodify so much of this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, so, absolutely. I'm like, honey, you don't need to know about that. But what if you started making, what if you started making bank as soon as you just started talking about sex? Would that make you feel better or worse about your relationship? <laughs> oh my god! The thing is, I would talk about sex, but I wouldn't talk about sex with Andy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could talk about like the previous sure. lovers I've taken because they don't count. They're just characters sure. in a memoir at this point. Nah. But yeah, they basically they ceased s- to exist once you stopped gazing. You know what? Go nuts. Go talk. I, I have no problem with that. <laughs> Um, but, um, I, I think that is so, that's so funny. What they just, she was really funny. I just, she's like, she's like, I want to bang it out. I also, I, I can't believe that you did this on an episode with me. I am also famously, um, sex. Oh, I don't ever I didn't know that. It. it makes me, I'm so prudish. Uh, yeah. With like, I think even in my private, like yeah. friendships, I'm, I've never been the friend. I've never been the girlfriend that people talk to about dates and hookups and stuff. I'm always just like happy for you. Like. <laughs> I actually don't get em- I don't get embarrassed if people tell yeah. me details, but I just don't yes. share anything back. So I think I'm useless to talk to. <laughs> yes. In fact, I had a burgeoning friendship with someone and I remember him saying like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, uh, I, he was saying something about like some relationship he was in and yeah. like uh, some sex thing. And I was just like, uh-huh. And <laughs> he was like, oh, don't you like talking about uh, this stuff? And I'm like, uh, I, I don't. I don't share. Uh, and he was, and that was the yeah. end of the friendship. Oh no! It, 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 oh, I I can figure out the time of death. I can <laughs> like JD in an episode of That's Scrubs. Oh, so gross! I can, call it. <laughs> I can call it. 
And that was the moment. That's funny though, because I like to talk. Like I used to, I think when we were younger, and I think just as we've all gotten older, and sex is no no longer like exciting. Meaning not the actual. <laughs> See, and this is why I can't say nothing, Tony. You see how he react? Oh, I don't boy, mean sex yeah. itself. I mean, we're all at an age where we're all, we've all had it. We've had it multiple times. It's no longer like a, ooh. Wait, <laughs> multiple times? <laughs> what? <laughs> we con- you said just once. You like, okay. <laughs> I did. I said one time to consummate. And then <laughs> that's it. But Naomi... Do you enjoy talking about, because what I do enjoy talking about is like courtship and like <laughs> dating and crushes and flirting. And when people are like, oh my gosh, I just started talking to this person, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I get excited to like parse out the details yeah. with them. Yes. Maybe because I, maybe something happened to me at like age 14 <laughs> and then like my body just grew at age, <laughs> but my brain stayed there. Because I very much feel like we're looking through like a, a teen magazine and like pointing out who we think is yeah. cute. Like I love that shit. Do you like... Do you like talking about like flirting and stuff and like romance? Oh my God, yes. I loved hearing all, I mean, I think like sometimes these are my favorite episodes because I just love telling people what they should be doing with their lives and their relationships. I love like, <laughs> I love when I'm like, because I have pretty hard lines in the sand and I can tell you when someone is worth your time or not. I will, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know it. Yep. Like I like that stuff. Yep. But I think, <laughs> I think the sex of, you know, my early days of stand up, you know, and I think a lot of comics go through this in the very beginning. It's like you talk about, crazy hookups or crazy dates you know what I mean like the stuff that is out of the ordinary or funny or silly and that's what I like to hear like I don't care like you know what I mean where you're like we just had sex all night I'm like okay I want to hear about something wild (laughs) okay like I want to know you like got a sex related knee injury I want to know that his mom (laughs) called during and he picked up the phone like give me something special but I just don't want to like hear about like you know buttholes yeah like regular sex it's like ugh, who cares who cares you know yeah but so call it what you're saying is if you want their attention you gotta come with the with the wild shit like please well i think (laughs) wow them if you want them to answer i'm I'm with your partner though like i find myself very anxious in quarantine like nothing i'm sexual anything i'm like honey the world's burning like it it feels just so frivolous so i'm on your partner's side in which case i'm like my suggestion to you is honey handle your scandal handle it your damn self because it's like you gotta handle it yourself don't you think if your lover's not interested, you've got to handle it yourself? Get a gift certificate to <laughs> a uh, a sex store, sex toy store. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you I se- thought you were going to say fivetherapylessons.com. <laughs> but yes, a, a, a sex store. Vibrators.org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibrators.gov. And... And yeah, I, I guess I guess that's it. Because what, what else can you do? Besides, like, drop some, like, Viagra in his, it was a he, right? Drop some Viagra in his uh, soda. And that would be terrible, because imagine, like, oh, yeah. not <laughs> wanting to have sex, but then just having an erection you can't do anything with. It feels like that would be the worst kind of sex oh, ever. Oh, no, don't actually do that. Yeah, no, <laughs> so Andy, I think they know. <laughs> no. Don't drug, don't drug your lovers. I think that's a blanket <laughs> <laughs> a blanket thing just so we're clear oh you can't t- but i mean this isn't the fun answer but like the caller even acknowledged that he's yeah. depressed I-, I wonder if they've done anything to address that like is he in therapy you know there's affordable and sliding scale therapy options if money's an issue but like y- you know the reason at least this wasn't a call <laughs> you know where like someone calls in and is like my boyfriend's just not into me anymore what do yeah. i do you know uh. like she's not taking it on herself 
you said the man's depressed. I think you need to help him with that. And then well, the rest facts. of your problems maybe will balance that's out. That's facts. Okay, that's facts. I yes. Think- so five free <laughs> therapy Lessons. 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 Five free therapy Because if you teach a man to therapy, he'll uh, eat for his life. He'll have, yeah, he'll have good uh, mental health for life. Yeah. Um, if you just go to therapy five times. So, okay, I say you got to masturbate. These two say therapy lessons. Find the middle ground, caller. Find the middle ground between those two. Both. <laughs> Do both. Yeah. Do Wild, both. Wild, he is uh, doing therapy, teletherapy. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Masturbate in the other room. Andy, gross. (laughs) (laughs) You know I'm sex negative. Why does it have to be concurrent? (laughs) Because there's something really that turns you on about a man handling his emotional issues. You know what I mean? You like know that he's... I should have asked what the... What the the rating was on this show before I agreed to come on? I'm scandalized. Oh my I'm clutching of pearls. This is PG. Tanya prefers to talk about houses and renovation, and we just threw her a curveball. We threw her a curveball. I, I, I assumed. I assumed. I think I just because you were like hippie-ish, I assumed you were open. Do you know what I mean? Like I just assumed like the whole commune vibe that not that we would talk about sex, but that I was. I'm surprised to hear that you are like a little sex neutral. Yeah, I don't know what my problem is. I think just growing up awkward, you know, awkward with my own like, yeah, sexuality yeah. made me like, well, it's probably, as an adult, it's probably just better to keep it <laughs> private. But like I said, I don't mind when other yeah, people yeah. tell me things. I just am always like, what do I yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's the same, that's the same vibe. I get the same vibe from Tawny as myself. Like, I feel like yeah. we resonate. I, I, I kind of knew that we were on the same level. Oh, you did? You felt sex neutral? You, you felt a sex neutrality? Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. A sex neutral all, people can spot each other. Yes. All, all Tawny's characters give off a, a sex neutral vibe. <laughs> except, okay, That's except Perfect true, Harmony. Yeah. You were just like getting into it and you had a little attitude. I loved it. A little sass well, in Perfect honey, Harmony with Gino you know, Seegers. <laughs> you know um, that you know. So, sometimes you take a job, <laughs> but that was that was a character that was written for her. I'm saying the characters she does herself that yeah. she creates. Oh yes, herself. yes, 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 yes. The characters when she is improvising, she is connecting with a neutrality. Famously sex neutral. Famously sex neutral. Sure. Um, <laughs> I actually recently did a comedy bang bang with Ben Schwartz, and we ended. It ended up getting a little like fake sexy sex talk, which we had not planned on. Yeah. And I didn't hate it, but I was like, oh, this isn't really my, like, this isn't what I'm best at, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I was just trying to, like, yes and yeah. it. And it was funny and fine because he's funny. But I was like, in my in the back of my head, I was going, yeah, this isn't. I'm not really, this isn't funny. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah. real. Uh, yeah, therapy or uh, quote, unquote, handle your scandal, as you said now. As I say. As I say. Oh, uh, oh my God. Tawny. <laughs> I'm so sorry we've left you uncomfortable, but I'm so... That's okay. I'm uncomfortable, <laughs> oh, too. Yeah. I'm fine. Does, does being sex... Look, we'll all be fine. <laughs> there, but does being sex negative mean that you're cut off from the awkward feelings? Yes. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. Yes, oh, yes, yes. It's like It's like, I don't know. It's like so funny a dub. You know what I mean? I'm just like... I'm like, ugh. I'm like, okay. That's true. Whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys... This was a fun one. Yeah. I'm really happy we did this. Tawny, thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, thanks, Tawny. It was so good to... Thank you so much. This was super fun. Um, I would love to have you out I'm here. Gonna... 
if you can find it. <laughs> I would love it. I might only be able to make it one night. Like I might not actually sleep. I'd be too scared. But I want to like in a in a like because I'm imagine like, I'm in a in an RV in the desert. And I just feel like it's like oh my god! You hear the coyotes, the coyotes howling, mm-hmm. the bobcats mm-hmm. growling. I mean, you were scared mm-hmm. when we lived in a first on the first floor of an apartment, exactly building. So exactly, you never see people walking around, sure. Tawny, like just walking around the desert, like no one walks by. There are no people where I am. There are literally no people. I'm a mile away from the edge of my little like hamlet. And then there's no one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no. We're the people walking. <laughs> okay, around. great, 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 great. I'm in. I'm in. Um, uh, all right, Tony. Yeah, thank you. Good all to right. see you. See you all next time. You guys are the best. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.